Welcome into the Talking Shop Football Pod. Bring in Andrew Lamb. Andrew, how are you? Hey, buddy. How are you? By the time the uh, the people hear this, our match will be wrapped up. But for now, we've got a bit of mystery surrounding our, our matchup. Felt a little better about it uh, uh, Sunday afternoon after the Chiefs uh, had that safety to go up 30 to 10. Uh, and my uh, some of my role players were doing pretty well. But uh, once Ben took the field, things started to turn for me. Yeah, I, I turned around the matchup by getting away from my tv so i I turned on on football on sunday morning at 10 a.m here on the west coast and soon after i saw montgomery run for a 79 yard touchdown not not even remembering that he was on your team but just thinking you know that would be a shame if andrew had him and then looking and seeing you had him and then just the whole the whole morning was terrible. And then around like 1230 Pacific time, I just was like, screw this. And I went to the golf course and I played 18 holes and, and it, it, everything turned around on the course, man. I would check in and I was catching up all day long. It was great. Yeah. I, Calvin Ridley had, had a pretty sweet uh, touchdown and digs. I, I mean, poor tackling there, but obviously got in for a touchdown. That was huge. That was huge. I mean, I think it's going to come down to, uh, a few mistakes or or uh, play calls by the teams themselves. Russell getting benched in the third could could be huge for me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Matt Ryan's two interceptions, I think, in maybe the last minute of the game, and I didn't get to get another field goal. Like I think it's going to be that close. Yeah, it's going to be very close. I think ESPN Fantasy Football has it at like a. 55 45% chance here. Like I'm down 18.5 with Mark Andrews remaining, who's kind of boomer bust. And then Nick Chubb, who's been good, but you can't, you can't take anything for granted. It, it's a good game tonight too. The Browns versus the Ravens. So it won't be, it won't be just watching this because of our fantasy implications. It's actually a good game. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know who you got to me. It's tough. Uh, on the game call, but I agree. Um, Mark Andrews, I think he's been pretty dependent on touchdowns and Chubb, you know, he's had some better weeks um, versus recently. So best, best of luck to you. I wish I had uh, not put Ben in given the matchup. I thought it was going to be more of a shootout given (laughs) Buffalo's defense isn't great, but their secondary looked pretty good. So I wish I had put Carr in. I Carr had like 30 plus points for you last week. And then you benched him in favor of Roethlisberger, which cost you about 10 points. Probably is what is what will, what will do it for me. If I lose by the projected, I think it's you're projected to win by about 2.2 points. Oh yeah. So I, I screwed around on my um, kicker this week and ended up starting some, a kicker that got one point. So that, that's not good. And then my defense, I I could have subbed in the other defense for an extra six or seven points. So, I mean, not to say that you know the Car Roethlisberger mistake wasn't wasn't a a bad one, but I think we both made mistakes that could have cost us a few points. I agree. You're right. It, it'll be a good match. It's certainly better than the other ones across the league. Like this is the <laughs> strongest match that there is. Uh, we would have probably beat. Well, I guess not. Got to look. I thought at some point we were 
either one of us would have beaten the other matchup. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess Simo versus, could put up something. But. Yeah, he he is. He's he's definitely scored. Tyreek Hill is such a big player for him, and Sanders had two touchdowns. Um, Dave yeah, though, didn't, Dave runs. didn't show up at all in the other match. Like sixty-four points for Dave. I would expect it better out of him. Yeah, good start to the season for him, and then kind of faded, and then poor showing in the playoffs. Yeah, you look at these top two guys, but, Mahomes and Cook, and they've been phenomenal, obviously. But then you go down the line after that, and this guy's got one point, three points, one point, five points. <laughs> like, brutal. I think whoever gets through you and me tonight has a pretty good shot. I think we're pretty close to you and me, power ranking-wise, probably one and two team-wise consistency uh, in the yeah. league. So if we could get whoever gets through – I think has a decent shot of at least making the championship. We both would have been Samson this week, who we would have to, who will have, one of us will have to play. Dylan, I got to give props to Dylan though. Did you see these moves he made this week? He, um, he picked up T.Y. Hillen, who had been unowned up until now, and he had 86 yards and two touchdowns. That is a good move. I, I, I wouldn't have guessed that he was unowned in our league, so I didn't even think to look, but. It was a good pickup. Uh, good thing you know was playing him, yeah, because he, he would have probably beat everyone, I think, this week. Yeah. Depending on what you do. But obviously a strong roster there. So I, yeah. Jonathan Taylor was you know, lights out, which is sort of rare. So that was huge for him. But uh, the last four that remain are going to be good. They are. So hopefully uh, I'm hoping it's, I'm one of them. What do you think about these win probabilities that just started popping up? Yeah, you mentioned that on the group text. Certainly new. Um, I don't know how accurate they are because, you know, the def- first of all, like when the defense, when your defense kicks off, or I think when they go on their first like defensive possession, it kicks into the defaulted 10. <laughs> and then that's not taken into account. So that could swing it pretty materially. I think it just uses the projection algorithm and just, I guess it's good, a good visual as like a snapshot of what's happening, but I think you got to look into it a little further. Yeah. Um, in the 50 fifties, it's probably, you know, a toss up, but when it says 97 to three, you can probably rely on it. But can you, because so, Dave having a 3% chance is ridiculous. He has no players left. <laughs> so that means that Chris oh, is, is that, is that right? <laughs> and Chris has three players left. So yeah. well, you could fumble 10 times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that maybe is why that it, it exists but you're right probably should be like 99 to 1 you know at some point you got to call the uh, got to call the race over fair ours won't be over until the last snap last snap potentially yeah so that's true. i don't know what i'm hoping for i guess a defensive battle a lot of running a lot of run the run the clock out um a lot of field goals. I guess that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck. I think like you said, one of us is one of us is gonna lose today and the other one of us is gonna end up in a in the championship and, and hopefully winning the championship. So uh there's a lot riding on tonight's game. So uh we'll be uh we'll be glued to the TV. Or I might have to go hit some golf balls if, if that doesn't work. If it's looking bad for you, yeah, I know where you'll be. You'll be on the range. <laughs> if it's if it's going I mean, if I lose in the first half, I'm going to sleep. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely be texting you in the morning either way. 
All right. Well, take care and uh, good luck in tonight's match. You as well. All right. Thanks, buddy. Stay, Andrew. Talk soon. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. Now I want to welcome into the pod Matt Klein. Matt's a longtime friend of mine, big listener of the pod. He wanted to come on to talk football, but also I wanted to get his take on the upcoming Warriors season. So we welcome in Matt now. Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. I'd just like to correct you. I think we were coworkers before friends. So, you know, I want the listeners to know that. I see how it is. We were definitely working together during the Niners-Giants NFC Championship game. That's true. That was a cold day. Cold and windy. Giants took it down. Took advantage of the elements. A couple muff punts. Still can't live it down. Can't live it down. Uh, well, the Niners have had some success since then. Giants, not so much. So it all worked <laughs> out in the end for you. Well, I'm a Giants fan first, Niners fan second. Well, anyways, I got a few questions for you here. Jot these down. Start with the football topics here. Which super senior QB is having the best year given the talent around him? Rivers, Brady, or Big Ben? I'm going to go deep analytics here and put Brady last on that list. I don't think he's completed a pass over 20 yards. Roethlisberger, if he can stay healthy, he's got to be my number one. Uh, I think Rivers is similar in the same boat. You know, can't throw very far, relying on the defense. And, you know, that rookie running back's been showing up the last couple weeks. So I think, you know, from an outside perspective, it's Big Ben that's been carrying the team, you know, sharing the – Sharing the receptions, I wish Clayport got a couple more targets here and there, but it seems like if Ben can stay healthy, he's the, he's the quarterback that you want. We might we might get to see Ben versus uh, Rivers at some point in the playoffs, so maybe we'll get to see. Well, if his knee holds up. Right on. Who do you think is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? The NFC, if I had to pick right now? No, pick in four weeks from now. I think Saints with Breeze back is is top contender, um, and that's about it. I think you know you got the Saints. Go with the Saints right with Kamara, Taysom yeah. Hill every once in a while. Yeah, and on the AFC side, what has to go right for the Bills or Steelers to beat the Chiefs in a January showdown? Uh, I think the the Chiefs have been vulnerable the last couple of weeks. Obviously, they lost to the to the Raiders and. You know, somewhat of a fluky game, but you keep the ball in Mahomes' hands, control the, the time of possession, you know, limit the man-on-man coverage, and you should be okay. Uh, they're not getting much production on the ground, and obviously Hill's been tearing people up um, on the deep passes. So if you can limit that, I think you get past them. That, they're not as good as they were last year, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, they still do that thing, right, where they could be down 14 14- – 21 points and then they come back and it's like they're like unstoppable once they get going right but i think this year Mahomes is looking a little more human you know the the deep d lines catching up to him i think he had a 30 yard you know loss on a sack last week which you'd never see (laughs) before yeah that was wild yeah it's it's taking some miracles for them to win a couple of these games so I, i don't think they're the juggernaut that they were um obviously i'm still bitter from the the super bowl last year yeah uh, I think they have more flaws. Yeah, Super Bowl curse is a real thing. It's just amazing. Like, you know, every year you think the team that loses Super Bowl, I mean, they're they're still going to be good. They're still going to be good. But it, it's so hard to recover from going all the way and then not winning it. 
Yeah, I think if someone asked me 20, 20 years from now what happens to the night what happened to the Niners in twenty twenty, I'm not I'm not gonna get into all the injuries and you know whatnot. I'll just explain it all on COVID. You know. It was COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was COVID and that stupid turf, I guess. But <laughs> I, yeah, I, you see a Super Bowl slump and it, it's usually the team can't get up for the next year. And, and this year it's you know a rash of injuries throughout throughout the season, mainly against you know those teams back in New York. But ever since then, yep. it's been, you know, one or two, you know, key injuries every week. So Shanahan's done the best he can. He's not making any excuses, but obviously we can't ride with Nick Mullins next year. And, you know, we have an easy out on Garoppolo. So if there's a quarterback that's ready to go in the draft, I think you, you got to take him. Yeah. Got to apologize for that turf, man. Giants and Jets back-to-back weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the league's gone away from it, at least. I think it was more of a financial decision to put the turfs in the stadiums, but now they're going back to grass, which is a good thing. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the new Raiders stadium. They pull out the grass every week and let it get some sunshine and then put it back into the stadium. (laughs) I did not know that. That's amazing. It's super smart. I guess it's cheaper than having a roof that collapses and pull the turf out and you have, you know, real grass in the dome. They suck at home, man. They're like five and two on the road. I think they're like two and three or two and four at home. So they just can't get it going there yet. Who are the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no fans. I know. What does home lot, even matter right now? A lot of, lot of distractions as well. Yeah. All right. Basketball. That's what I wanted to have you on to talk about, specifically Warriors. A lot of offseason news to catch up on. I know you're a big Warriors fan just like I am. I think we got to start with the clay injury on a somber note, just terrible. Can you talk about how their chances are affected pre and post clay Thompson news? Uh, pre news. They're a shot to win, you know, everything definitely contender out of the West post news. I think I saw one anonymous GM, of course, say that they don't have a chance of making the playoffs even mm. coming out of the West, which, which I don't agree with. I mean, I don't agree I, with that. Yeah. I think that they've done a good job, you know, Patching that hole, whether it's Baysmore, you know, you got Wiggins on the wing, Wanamaker. Um, I think between the three of them, they can probably fill in for Clay. Um, Clay's lack of health, but you know, it's not what you wanted to see with uh, Curry's window closing. Clay, one of the you know historically one of the most healthy players in the league, coming off two huge injuries. Now it's it's it was a question mark to see how he'll come back from the from the ACL, and now it's a uh, even bigger question mark to recover from the Achilles, which doesn't have a great, great track record. It doesn't. Yeah. Once you've had multiple surgeries and in that lower half of the body, it's just, uh, it's never going to look the same, which is like, I'm sort of in the denial stage of this still with like, I I don't even want to think about it because I know he's not going to be the Clay Thompson that I remember. And it's just like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to have the picture in my mind yet. I'm just going (laughs) to just, just bury that somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I've tried to go back, um, you know, look at the history of pre and post Achilles tears on, you know, some athletes. And I guess KD is the one guy that's coming back now. He's looking okay in the preseason, um, mm-hmm. but we still don't know what to expect. And But other than that, I mean, obviously, there's never been an athlete of his caliber to have that injury. But before him, it, it doesn't look good, whether it's Dalton Brand or, you know, John Wall even still yet to be determined. So. The saving yeah. grace for Clay, I think, is he he doesn't rely on his athleticism. I think, you know, he'll lose a lot defensively, but he'll still be, you know, that spot up sniper in the corner 
that for he, sure. he always is. So yeah, yeah you got to take the, the, the hand you're dealt. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, I hope he's not just a role player after this, but you never know. I mean, look what happened to Livingston early in his career. Yeah. Obviously Livingston was number one draft pick coming out of high school. Um, he, he journeyed for a while and found us home with the Warriors. So, you yeah. know, Clay already has his home. He just needs to come back. <laughs> come home, Clay. <laughs> All right. We drafted number two overall this year. Dubs need a big man, a big man. And they got one in Wiseman. Do you think that was the right draft pick? You know, it's interesting you asked that. I think, you know, obviously the Clay news came on draft day and I'm wondering if the Warriors were thinking about pivoting to ball at number two overall oh, to fill that yeah. void. Um, obviously they didn't, that's where I would have gone. I think ball has a higher ceiling and the, the organization with the Warriors is a great place for him to develop. Um, you know, I don't think he'll have the opportunity in Charlotte. Um, uh, but you know, the decision you really have to think is, do you want to, you know, draft Wiseman, get him started and, uh, pick up Ubre and get that, you know, $70 million tax penalty in there. Mm. Or do you want to r- run with ball and try to figure out your big men later? And I think I would have done the latter of the two. Um, especially, you know, the history of, you know, drafting a big man that high is not very good as well. You can always find a big man to, you know, protect the rim, you know, do the pick and roll, but it's harder to find that perimeter guy that can, you know, shoot decently and hopefully play some defense, which I think Lamelo will develop into. I always like Steven Adams for the Warriors. Seemed like it could happen a couple times, but uh, it seems like maybe he's on the latter half of his prime. And then, and then obviously the dream, the pipe dream for the Warriors, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, they probably saw the writing on the wall that he wasn't going to land in, in Golden State. Um, yeah. You know, I think from a Warriors perspective, it's everything goes back to that uh, July of 2016 miracle where Kevin Durant kind of, where were you when you heard Kevin Durant was coming to the Warriors? And, you know, it, you can't repeat that every four years and Giannis coming in 2020. It just wasn't going to happen. People had their fingers crossed, but um yeah, was there ever a chance? I don't know. I think uh, I remember the Durant news. It was, you know, 4th of July weekend. I think the day before that, I told someone uh, Trump has a better likelihood of becoming president than KD yeah. going to the lawyers. So yeah. I was wrong on both accounts. And um, England's going to succeed from the union, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought, you know, 2016 looks like a normal year compared to what we're dealing with now. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think 2016 was like, you know, at the time it was like, what else can go wrong? It's 2016, 2020. <laughs> just put that to shame. You don't even remember that anymore. Right. So Andrew Wiggins, you're a fan. You really like him, huh? Love the guy. I, I was watching YouTube the Wiggins, you know, in high school, just waiting for him to be the next MJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring that on Minnesota more than anything else. Well, they can develop him probably a little bit better than Minnesota can. I mean, it's just a much better organization. Yeah, I think he's bulked up a little bit. As long as he can, you know, hit it decent from the perimeter and play, you know, better defense than he has, then that's all we need him to do, really. You know, he's probably the second or third option on offense, and I think he was used to being, you know, the the guy in Minnesota. So as long as he finds his role and, you know, plays better defense than he ever has in the past, he he'll be a he'll be a valuable piece to the team. And yeah, only especially twenty five years old. Hey, he's young, especially with Clay out, though. We're going to need that defensive presence. And Draymond's getting a little older, which kind of brings me to my last question here. So how much longer is Draymond's prime? And why do we treat Draymond like he's like some sort of NFL running back where, you know, he's going to have this cliff 
and he's going to regress super quickly once it starts. I, I mean, I'm probably on the side that thinks he's already fallen off the cliff. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year, his production was way down. Um, I think he was oh, come getting on, last to year. That he's not used to doing, but... Last year, no Kevin Durant, <laughs> no Clay hey. Curry was injured half the year. What's this? What's this? Right. You have a Zoom bomber? <laughs> oh, no, wait. It's, uh, it's my brother, Ryan, from week five. What a What's pleasant up? surprise. Ryan, what are you doing here? <laughs> Good to be here. I was just uh, having my nightly shave, and I thought I'd join the pod and uh, check in with how things are going. Well, I'm just talking to Matt about the Warriors. Uh, we haven't gotten into fantasy yet. Uh, this whole podcast is a fantasy. <laughs> what are the Warriors up to this season? Well, it hasn't started yet, but uh, Matt's Matt is pretty bullish. Um, obviously, without Clay Thompson, it's not going to be the same. But wait, are we talking about the Warriors or the Bulls here? We're talking about the Warriors. <laughs> what are you doing here? Why, why are you joining the pod? Well, I, I heard we were talking about Andrew Lamb tonight. Oh, he was my opponent, but you know, obviously, he didn't he didn't want to come on. He, I kicked him. I knocked him out in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted. I was going to fight for him. I was going to be his attorney. Did you make this podcast just, just to talk shit on everyone you beat in fantasy? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is Pretty much. Pod. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, um, it looked like he was going to win there for a second, but then I pulled ahead on Sunday and Monday night. And I never had any doubts. No. I hope. It looked pr- Andrew was uh, 72% favored to win Sunday at 2 o'clock. Oh, my God. Yeah, but you never go by the Sunday at 2 projections. Those are always skewed. They try to yeah. throw off the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we waited till all the votes were in. I didn't miss any trivia or, or games, did I? It's my favorite part. No, but I, I feel bad. We interrupted the nice conversation Matt and I were having. Well, Matt looks like he's out and about right now, uh, according to his background. And I, I don't know. I, I thought this state had a stay-at-home order. So hey, I'm six <laughs> feet apart from anyone. Don't worry about yeah. me. It's like such a well-lit establishment. You can't even tell that it's nighttime. <laughs> well, Ryan, you're welcome to hang on while we uh, while we go through the remaining questions here. Matt yeah, I, can be your, uh, I can be your Ed McMahon or your Steve Higgins. I was just in the middle of bagging on Draymond because he is a you know basically an NFL running back. Yeah, you think the cliff's pretty steep? There's he's he's on his way off the uh, off the deep end here. I mean, what what does that guy have? It's you know it's his basketball IQ, his, you know, court presence, it's not his physical attributes. So those things don't go away. Um, if he can, you know, figure out a way to mesh with the team and help on the off ball, uh, he'll be fine. But I think if you think he's a super max guy that can be, you know, the number two option, there's no way. Well, I think that he had nothing around him to work with last year. He's normally, you know, he averages, what, 10, 11 assists per game his whole career and 10, 11 rebounds per game. But who's he assisting and rebounding for? Like, it's a bunch of scrubs out there. Curry played, like, 25 games last year. You know, he had no kick to the corner to Clay to hit the three. He had no Kevin Durant pick and roll or Curry pick and roll. Like, there was nothing around him. How could you bag on the guy? I think I got a D'Angelo bobblehead from last year. That guy had ice in his veins, man. (laughs) He didn't see a shot he didn't like. Oh man! All right, couple couple quick lightning round questions here on the NBA, and thanks for hanging in there, Ryan, uh, for for listening in on this. But Harden to Philly, know. yes or no? Harden to Philly. I'm watching the uh, the Celtics Sixers game right now, 
And then I did see a tweet of Harden's physical, uh, you know, shape he's in, and I think he's worthless anywhere he goes. <laughs> he looks Is about two eighty. He Put looks about two eighty. Putting on some quarantine pounds. Yeah, he's not he's not helping Houston at all with his his trade value. So, you know, you can put him on the Sixers and see what happens. But at this point in his career, I don't I don't know if he's worth you know whatever you know Houston's going to ask. So, I think he's yeah. stuck where he's at. Uh, over under zero point five NBA championships for LeBron the rest of his career. Over. Yeah, you think he wins another one? I would put Wait. the over under at one and a half. Wow, Ryan. Well, I, I just like the record show. He said over 0.5. That's not necessarily one. Can, there's plenty of room for a 0.7 in there, a 0.8. You're jumping to conclusions. 1.5 is aggressive, though. What is he like? He's at least 45 at this point, right? That's usually the end of most NBA careers. I think he's 36. He just shot his first Space Jam motion picture, you know, which leads me to believe he's got a couple more rings under his belt. He's going to get George. the Space Jam energy. He's going to get the Space Jam bump just like Jordan did. Jordan had three more after Space Jam, if I remember correctly. Exactly. Was this the Tom Cruise shot in space movie? It's a mashup? <laughs> yes. Or this is. A, was, this another, was this another Earth movie? I think it's the I'm, same movie. I'm boycotting nope. cinema until, until everything's shot in space. <laughs> the only thing I know about the uniform or the movie is the uniforms, and that they're not good. That's the easiest thing to get right. Yeah, not, not this time. You have sixty million dollars to make a movie. <laughs> Hire some dude for fifty bucks to make a cool jersey. It's the easiest thing to get right. Yeah, I think I remember hearing a few years ago he was trying to get all that and his NBA buddies to join the movie as well. No one wanted to do it. Well, you watched KG, the Jordan doc, Ryan. And Ryan, Ryan, I watched the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, we did watch the Jordan doc. We watched the Jordan doc together this summer, and the, I love the Space Jam episode where you know they just had a court set up all off season and. Jordan was coming out of retirement and he just had all his friends come play and pick up. Like, it just looked like the greatest place in the world you could ever be. That's what I'm saying. I, I miss, think LeBron did the same thing. I miss the days when, uh, when space, when the, the Jordan doc was referring to Space Jam instead of this <laughs> eight part miniseries bullshit, this 2020 stuff. I, I, I miss the days when Space Jam was the Jordan doc. Like yeah. 30 for 30 of MJ drinking tequila and smoking a cigar in a rented Miami money. mansion. Yeah. Uh, better chance to win a championship in their career, Harden or Westbrook? Westbrook? Yeah. yeah. Will he be the best player on that team? No, but solely based on the picture I saw of Harden today, he's not, he's not getting any more rings. He can't really, afford, he can't really afford to put any more weight on. <laughs> He's 280. I mean, that's like what LeBron weighs. LeBron's like 265, 270. He, he looks like Kelvin Benjamin playing wide receiver. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it back to football. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, whereas Westbrook, he seems like more of a guy that can you know deal with different personalities, work with a new team. Harden, it's been a rotating door, door in Houston of all the players he wants to play with, and none of them have worked out. So you know, what in his career has shown me that he's going to win a ring? Nothing. That's what I think you're right. Um, second most important reason I want to bring you in today. I wanted you to be the impartial observer to the remaining four teams in our fantasy football league and, and give your honest opinion who's got the best best roster. Uh, we've got four remaining players. We've got Chris versus Dylan this week. 
and myself versus Samson. I've sent you all four rosters. I know you've been combing through them all day, ignoring all of your work um, obligations. And um, I would like to know now, who do you think is going to win it all in our league? Well, let the record state you have not sent me the rosters. I did. Look at the email I sent you. Oh, crap. That might have been my job as producer. Sorry. <laughs> Drop the ball there. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the blame on that one. Was that, you want me to hit send on that? That was a sender? You were sending that? Crap. I, it's great I to think, have you here, Ryan, by the way. I know, I know Matt doesn't want you here, but... I don't have the email. Are you serious? Uh, you check your spam. I, uh, I send a lot of, uh, of promotions from my email, so Gmail has uh, largely regarded me as a scammer. Well, I do think there was a problem with Gmail today. Let's um, we'll see if we can. Yeah, just pull it up. Wait, I was supposed to prepare for all these questions before the. the yeah, I sent you all these questions. <laughs> I didn't get it. Hold on. It's me... much better to do this organically. I think you did a much better job. <laughs> there are twelve questions for Matt to have uh, meditated on beforehand. I'll tell you, the heater I think was the LeBron over under so far. That put me in the hot seat. Did you get all the equipment we sent over to your apartment to set up? No. We sent yeah. a ring light and uh, and snowballs and uh, a lot of a lot of recording we, equipment. We need that? all that back. <laughs> yeah, we are going to ask for that back. Well, your first sponsor is not going to be Google. I can tell you that much. <laughs> all right, we got We got to know, um, Matt, who is going to win our league? So I'm showing you Dylan's roster right now. I'm not going to go through every player. That's that's just useless for the listeners out there, but. Uh, right. Let me know when you're when you're ready for me to scroll to the second person. I'm gonna say highlights are Tom Brady, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this looks similar to my team. I don't know how you get you know the elite tight end and two elite running backs in the same team, but that's a testament to him and you know the the weakness of this league. <laughs> Number two is your classic Derrick Henry team. Every league out there has a Derrick Henry team. Deshaun Watson on QB. Kenyon Drake is just a great name for a great man. How about Carry On Johnson? That's a great name for running back. Carry On Johnson. <laughs> Sounds like an old spy novel. Yeah. Carry On Johnson. I mean, I, I'm seeing lots of holes in this team. I think lots John Brown. I think John Brown's coming this back this week. That's going to hurt Beasley. Um, you know, the Rams defense could put up 20 or so. Obviously, uh, Tanya's a hit or miss. Same with Corey Davis. And then, you know, I look at Kenyon Drake as, you know, borderline RB2 as opposed to, you know, the one seed who had two solid running backs. All right. So. Number three seed. Well, I just because it's, it's my podcast doesn't mean you have to say good things here. So I'd like to know when you picked up James Robinson in this league. Um, good backstory there. So we have an IR spot in our league. Um, and one of the players I drafted was sent to IR about a day later. And so I was able to open up a roster spot before week one. And that's when I added him from, uh, from waivers. That's some value there. All right. Let me see this one against, uh, the first seed real quick. Scrolling back up to Dylan. That's your Tom Brady, Kamara, Taylor and Kelsey team. So we're looking at PPR, half PPR? No PPR. Play the classic style. Uh, Well, he's going to have to find a kicker. Let's keep keep going. (laughs) 
at our last that, seat, that, Chris. That here. could sway my decision. <laughs> I think he'll I think he'll put somebody in who's expected to get more than zero points. <laughs> All right. I, I think I gotta gotta stick with the, the one seed here. As boring as that may be, but he's the one seed for a reason. Yeah. All right. There you have it, folks. Thanks, Matt, for coming on. Ryan's still with us. Ryan, anything to add before we wrap up shop here this week? I have a couple questions. Okay. <laughs> I brought I came prepared. I'm what have you talked about the Cleveland Indians yet? The name change. Yeah, let's let's pitch some new names. Oh. Have they What's floated that? any out there? I mean are these cities gonna make an insane amount of profit by selling new merch? Or are they they should have a buyback program. Like if you trade in a shirt with the old logo or name, then they'll give you like a, a wild discount on a, a new logo name shirt. I think they're doing that for Carson Wentz in Philly. They are? <laughs> well, they are nonprofits, technically, these, these businesses. So, or sorry, not businesses, <laughs> these organizations. <laughs> I mean, they're all, these are all like good working class people running these things. Oh, of course. Blue collar from the, from the ground up. <laughs> no, but I, I do like the question on the Cleveland Indians because obviously they need a new team name. Um, I don't think it's financially motivated <laughs> whether the Phoenix think it is or not. <laughs> I'm sure but it's a decision. What is, what is Cleveland known for? Like the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there, I think. Um, Langston Hughes. <laughs> My favorite Cleveland story is the the Balloon Festival of 1986. Do we know this one? No, no please share. Classic. Cleveland uh, was a garbage in the 80s. They were just getting laughed at left and right for being the worst city in America. They decided to change the narrative. They were going to make the Guinness Book of World Record by launching the most amount of balloons at once. And they got like all the kids in the city to blow up these balloons at helium. They filled up like 1.4 million balloons, launched them into the air, big celebration. There was no wind that day. They just sat there. They just <laughs> sat in the air, hanging above Cleveland. There's great videos of this online. Please look it up grounded all flights in and out of Cleveland airport for three days. Uh, I think the search and rescue team uh, was canceled and like multiple people died at sea that day. All of the balloons ended up in like some Canadian river and, uh, and the Guinness Book of World Records refused to add them for this event. This is my there favorite. The Cleveland the, balloons is an option. The Cleveland balloon launchers. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That is the most Cleveland story I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, we have another guest joining the pod now, John Hart. Too many John cups in the shop. <laughs> Matt, I don't want to keep you past. You're welcome to stay. I got a bunch of Baltimore questions. I don't know if that interests you, but. I got I got to hit dinner and then uh, review my roster for a couple hours before I go to bed tonight. So it was a pleasure right. having me on here. Uh, you know, keep up the good work. You're doing uh, You're doing a great job so far. Matt, that was a lot of fun. Really appreciate right. it. You guys have a good night. Mahalo. Take care, Matt. See you later. John, love having you on. He's from Baltimore, big Baltimore guys. Since adopted a lot of teams on the West Coast, but still a Ravens fan through and through. I had to have you on after the big win last night. How are you doing today, buddy? Uh, I'm doing pretty fantastic. Um, you know, it's it's always a a great excuse to get rowdy on a Monday, Monday football, but when you have one of the best games of the regular season, I would argue, 
that really uh, turns the temperature up. So it was a lot of fun. Very nice. Yeah, I would say I've watched a lot of games this year. That was probably the best game I've seen. MVP Lamar Jackson emerges from the locker room in the fourth quarter, two minutes left to bring his team back down by one. They score the go-ahead touchdown. Then the Browns somehow score another touchdown. They leave him a minute on the clock, and he drives his team down the field again for a game-winning field goal. Absolute must-win game for the Ravens. I argue if they lost that game that they're they're out of the playoff hunt for this year. Get the win. Parades are, parades are rolling in Baltimore, huh? Well, I think a lot kind of happened in that moment. I mean, we were all kind of just like, where the hell did did our quarterback go? You know, it's not like Lamar Jackson to like dip out mid game. He's got so much passion, but you know, tri- actually, I would say hats off to Trace McSorley. Like he he wasn't doing that bad. Um, he hit a few targets that didn't land. Um, we're definitely nervous about getting that first down. But uh, yeah, seeing Lamar come out always, you know, jazzes the whole team up. And uh, I I think it was just a great play call more than you know the uh, Lamar Jackson jumping in. Um, and, and of course, it was a uh, Lamar Jackson play. But once we saw that uh, kind of run open up, pretty pretty fired up. He dumped it, although Marquise Brown had like four drops at that point. So I was kind of <laughs> like, you know, just tuck and run. And he, and he caught it on his chest too, which is ridiculous. That guy's got to get his hands out. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, now it seems that the Browns, Steelers, and Ravens are all going to make the playoffs out of your division. So super strong division that you play in, you know, to have the MVP on a team that's in third place in their division, but maybe the third best team in the AFC is pretty uh, unique. So it'll be interesting to see where everyone lands for playoff spots uh, with three weeks left. It looks like the Steelers will probably win the division, but you never know. They've lost two in a row now. I think if you look at the Ravens, you know, we're not going to beat Kansas City ultimately this year. And when I look at the rest of the season, you know, I want to get in some more playtime for the whole team. But ultimately, I just want to exit the season without having Lamar Jackson injured. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty, I mean, it would it'd be great to make playoffs. That's always a good checkbox to hit. Um but really, this I mean, when when Trace McSorley went down, you know, with that knee injury, we literally had no like it, we had nobody on the bench. It, it was, yeah, yeah, we would be going next with no quarterback at all. So for my outlook, at least for the Ravens, that you know, playoffs maybe the playoffs would be great, but ultimately, like I want to end uh, end this season healthy and you know, ha- at least a few pressure situations that we can learn from. How does that play call change on the fourth and five where Lamar throws a touchdown if instead the backup doesn't hurt himself on the previous play? I know that John Harbaugh tends to go for it in these situations, and I think I would have probably backed him up on that one, although, you know, that was a lot to make up. Again, Tristan Sorley, he had hit a few targets. Um, Mark Ingram was, I think, five for five at that point in the night. So I think, you know, put him in the pocket and let him rip. Now, famously, Lamar is 0-2 in playoff starts. Do you know the other all-time great that had the same record and went on to win two Super Bowls late in his career? You hinted at asking me that today. And I want to say Peyton Manning. Is that correct? 
No, I think Peyton started one and one. The all-time great was John Elway. <laughs> okay, there we go. Made a cut a yeah, couple Super Bowls along along the way. Couldn't quite get it done against the uh, Bills and the Niners, and then finally those last two Super Bowls. He got it done the final two years of his career before hanging up his cleats. Well, I think with Lamar, you know, he came in super hot. And sometimes, you know, during last season, we forgot how, you know, young he is and that he's still a rookie. And as long as, you know, John Harbaugh can cultivate like a good, you know, learning process for Lamar, I think, you know, we're going to look good for the next, two to five years. Um, but this will be a really crucial time in, uh, you know, maturing for, for Lamar and, you know, it'll be certainly fun to watch. Yeah. So what I had asked you this, so you said, you know, we got two major sports teams in Baltimore, right? we got the Orioles and we've got the Ravens. And I apologize if there's a, a women's professional sports team in Baltimore, I'm not aware of, but what is the ranking of sports fans in Baltimore? Are there more Ravens or more Orioles fans? You know, Matt, you forgot the Baltimore Black, which is um, indoor soccer, which was okay. always a passion of mine, probably when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, that's a tough question. I, I would say Ravens for my generation. My parents' generation, uh, you know, saw the... Uh, a few years of the Ravens, but there was a little bit of bitterness there. And it's just with the Orioles, you know, it's tough to from afar follow them just because they're, they're typically really bad. If you're in Baltimore, the experience is awesome. It's, it's a ton like giants. You have, you know, a huge strip of bars in Baltimore that are absolutely amazing bars. You go in the stadium, it's, you know, classic uh, baseball stadium and the experience is awesome. But if, if you really try to be a fan and, you know, me from the West Coast, trying to follow the Orioles game by game, it, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. You know, looking at you now, I, I know we haven't seen each other since the pandemic started, but you told me you were going to start working out, man. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a firing line. That's a rough. I actually just, uh, I just finished uh, chest day, like maybe 20 minutes ago before I jumped over here. <laughs> uh, I got, got a new, got a house in the garage. I've converted it into the pain cave. And so it has, you know, just like mountains of speakers and the like bench press squat rack, like full setup. I'm going. sorry, John, so, you don't feel like you have to answer that condescending <laughs> question. First, he didn't even ask if you had been working out. He just jumped straight to what the hell happened. This man bought a house this year, Matt. Back off. I'm obviously kidding. I'm obviously kidding. You look great, man. I... <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ryan, I, I just, I, I'll take, I'll take any excuse to, to uh, talk about, you know, the, the, I've made to my garage because it's been kind of the center point of the last three months. So I'll kind of sidestep that question and just, just jump right into <laughs> home improvement. <laughs> like, well, this is a great excuse to talk about my garage. I mentioned yeah. I have a garage. <laughs> what's, uh, yeah, exactly. 
what's one thing you've got in your garage that uh, we would be surprised at? Uh, I actually have, I actually have a, a pretty solid story for this one. I was visiting a buddy in South Lake. He had just uh, gotten a house and his like girlfriend had moved in and there's a pool table in the house. I'm just catching up with him on the phone. He's like my work mentor from a few jobs back. And, you know, I come up visit. He's like, guys, my girlfriend doesn't like the pool table. So like, oh, wow. Perfect. I love playing pool. And like, let, let's do this. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to grab it from you like today. Let's do this. So I'm calling a bunch of moving companies. It's like 1200 bucks. It's on the second floor of his house. It's a mess. And the, and essentially they're like, Hey, we have to take this thing apart. So my buddy and I are like, well, we should just, we should just YouTube this. I refuse to pay money to take apart. A pool yeah, table, I like, feel like at adults. that point, just, yeah, if they're going to just take it apart, that's, you can do that. Yeah, it's a beat up. And which also in a ski house, like what else do you do in the evenings other than hot tub and like do, you know, different coordination games? Like I, the, the fact that he's getting rid of this pool table is completely blows my mind. Anyway, they're dart players. So we go probably. on YouTube. I, I think he was going to turn into office, which is e- equally disappointing. But oh, um, anyway, that's what you want to do after a long day of skiing. Hit the office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we take it apart. I have a forerunner. And so, you know, I, I'm like, all right, it's like, whatever, 800 pounds. So we put the, all the, the plates in one by one. They're 200 pounds each. And we get to the, the last piece, which is the frame. So it's like eight feet by like four feet. And you can't really take it apart other than the kind of stubby leg. And so... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in Sacramento now. I could have easily done two trips, got a different car, but I got a you know, ski rack on my roof. And he's like, oh, no. let's just put it on top. Oh, no. <laughs> so we put it on top and we're like high five and like, we got this. And I'm just, you have, I'm sorry, do you, do you have some sort of cover on this felt? I'm terrified for the felt here. The felt, felt comes protected? off. Whoa. You take, you take off. off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Salt comes off. There's some wax involved over the screws to make it. It was. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't that tough. Um, and so we get on top. I'm like, hey, you know, good to see you. Like, let's let's tie this down. I'm going to be on my way. And he, he's because he I, you know, I don't. I'm not sure I have any tie downs in my house. <laughs> like <laughs> my dog, you're in Tahoe. Like you don't have any tie downs. So he has like a uh, like string, like you would get like in a ball. So we y- <laughs> we yarn this thing to the top of my car, and like a, like I kid you not, from a bakery. <laughs> CHP must have been yeah. thrilled about this. So, yeah, it's essentially, I have a, a sun a moonroof sunroof, and so I open it up. And I drive 35 miles an hour from South Lake Tahoe. <laughs> My hand is up through, and I'm clamping this thing down. Oh, people, like, people man are flying past me. Yeah, it was just pure, pure adrenaline and girth that kept that thing down. You essentially so, carried it all the way. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that was a pretty, pretty big addition because it was free, and so now I have, you know. Got, it comes with all the all the bells and whistles, but so it's it's I got the 
the pool table in there. It's it's pretty proper man cave, you know, TV I'm workout area. Like a, I'm imagining a Frank Frank Costanza where like there's not really enough room. You have to use the the half sticks to get a maestro. Yeah, you know, the maestro. Oh, you know we're in Sacramento, and so you know it's it's very different. There is a ton of space, so much room okay. for activities out here. <laughs> um well, that's amazing i mean you have the ultimate like you know you're chalking up the stick before the first game with a new friend and you're just like oh let me tell you this the story of this table like you got it yeah. every time it's ready to yeah. go yeah grab grab a cocktail it's gonna be a long story <laughs> <laughs> uh well quickly i know we only had a few minutes tonight but uh if you could just i mean you're a gigantic sharks fan i really want to get your take on the upcoming season um you think they're going to be good middle of the road bad what what do you what do you see for them so ultimately my outlook on the sharks is i know they're gonna choke in the playoffs so you know i try to meander through the the regular season and just try to get my body in the shark tank as much as humanly possible i mean that place is fantastic it is so loud um and um, you know, just try to enjoy as much of the playoffs as possible, knowing that there's there's no shot that they're going to get the cup. But um, yeah. be, being a West Coast transplant and going to Santa Clara, you know, somebody's parents always had season tickets, and so you just had to play the game of texting everybody you know to get to as many as possible. But you know, as a Sharks fan, not too dedicated to their success. Um, but, you know, love seeing the big matchups. And when live events come back, that will be like easy top three places to visit. Get right on the glass, root for your team, knowing that the ending is going to be miserable, but that's going to be a fun <laughs> ride. Yes, I've, I've done the glass a few times. And I always, you know, at, at the Shark Tank, they're actually pretty, uh, pretty, um, like they, they call you out immediately when you start to bang on the glass. Oh yeah. Uh, which <laughs> okay. is really frustrating. Yeah. Cause I, I, I like to bring, um, a actual ice hockey glove and I put it on my hands when I go in the stadium. And when you put a beer in the ice hockey glove, it actually <laughs> holds it. So a ton of things can go wrong. And this glove <laughs> has your beer guaranteed. <laughs> like your hand can come completely out of it. So I usually have my like my beer gripping glove on, and so when I'm at the glass, I mean I'm gonna punch that thing as hard as humanly possible because I have actually an ice hockey glove on. So it could be a metric of that as well. I, I have the same system with a one of those Hulk smashers. Right, fundamentals. Yes. Well, this was amazing, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I don't want to kick you out if you have to go, but I got I'm out of questions here. Well, I, I was, you know, really expecting you to ask me, why do we think Lamar Jackson exited the game? And oh, okay. Okay. I'm will, yeah, well, let's go there. <laughs> what, are, what are the, uh, is, is that up in the archives as one of the best exit and entrances? Yeah. But, you know, there's the, there's the theory, of course, that, you know, he left to go take a number two mid-game. Cramps right. is the official yeah. explanation. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's the you, you're saying there's the Clay Thompson exit entrance. I yeah, think so I'm going to put it in. 
I mean, Clay, Clay obviously, you know, tore his ACL. Um, you know, if Lamar had to take a poop, we can't really compare it. But let's assume Lamar had cramps. What's a better, you know, coming out of the uh, the locker room story? Is it Clay to go come hit some field uh, free throws? Or is it Lamar to, to throw the game-winning touchdown and bring them down for the game-winning field goal? I mean, you know, Clay, so much more on the line. Uh, being in the Bay Area, you know, being able to, at some capacity, be a bandwagon fan for the Warriors. That was so fun to watch. Uh, so much energy. I think Lamar might be on um, the Paul Pierce uh, wheelchair 2008 <laughs> playoffs level. <laughs> Brian didn't get that one, but I think I think you might be right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think it probably was a bathroom break. If if uh, I, I just can't I can't see any injury that would take him off the field. Uh, I think if it was an injury, he would have he would have just pushed further and pushed through it. Um, but either way, hell of a comeback. Uh, he came out at the perfect time. Fourth and five, two-minute warning. The heroic effort to save the season. It was pretty impressive. And uh, if Baltimore ends up being in the uh, AFC Championship or something like that, I'd love to have you back on to do a deeper dive on them and see if they uh, – I, I know you don't think it's their year, but you never know, man. Steelers are falling apart a little bit. Chiefs, a little shaky. You never know. It's it's tough. Last year, um, I, I had, I think, mid-season. I got an Airbnb in it was we had we had watched the Seahawks game. I had gotten a box. So we were like in Seattle with all of the best friends in a box. And that's when like the Ravens turned the corner. I think that night we were, you know, getting rowdy in Seattle and I I got an Airbnb in Miami because I was like a three thousand percent sure we were making it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. So this year Regardless, I'm pulling the reins back on that sure-footedness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how football is, is always like this, though, where teams are always a year early or a year late. I mean, look at the Niners last year. They went to the Super Bowl out of nowhere. People thought they'd be good in a couple of years, and they went last year. Baltimore, everyone thought they might go last year, the year before. It might be this year. You just never know with these things. I mean, o- opening the season – with that Chiefs game, you know, I think everybody thought that was going to be the Super Bowl. And, you know, we, we didn't win that, but we played well enough that I was pretty confident that if we saw them again, we had a chance. And crazy year for all the reasons that it's been crazy, but um, we're definitely not that same, same team. Uh, and we'll, we'll, need to, we'll need to do a lot to get back there. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, John. This is great. It was fun. Cheers, fellas. Um, thanks for having me on. We'll uh, we'll look forward to the next uh, next podcast that we can you know talk Ravens. All right. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Ryan. Make sure you get that equipment back for me. Good to have you. Yeah. All right. Take All care. Right, boys. Good night. <laughs>